Welcome back to Arguably the Best Podcast, where our mission is to give high school students a voice and to give our listeners an insight into the high school community. I'm Carson Williams. And I'm Ryan Linup. And today, our guest is Henry Sims, a senior at Columbus East. So go ahead, introduce yourself. You so, yeah, like Carson said, name's Henry Sims, um, senior at Columbus East. Uh, I golf. Um, yeah. <laughs> you golf? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, I enjoy going to the gym. I live on a farm. And that's, yeah. that's pretty much the gist. You said earlier you do 4-H. What is, what's what that like? Yeah, so I show uh, sheep and chickens at, uh, for 4-H. Yep. That's yep. awesome. You yep. you ever won any awards at our county fair? Have you ever? Yeah, Ryan's a 4-H guy. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm a 4-H. I show I'm pigs at the 4-H. Yeah. So. Actually, last year I won reserve grand champion. And the year before that, uh, I won grand champion for market lamb. Dude, that's I hard. That is no, no, no. hard. County, county born and raised. That is that is hard because our county fair is tough for sheep. Let me tell you, Bartholomew County is known for their sheep. But have you ever have you ever considered going up to the state level? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not that into it. Okay, yeah. for yeah. for the listeners that don't really know what showing is or what all, I'm one of them who don't really know what these awards are. Like, can you explain what showing is? Like, how you would get the awards, stuff like that. Yeah. So basically, you just you, you basically train your animal and you try to like tricks or just like no no, no, no. like like appearance. So like, so I'm still lost. Like, I like no most Ryan, people, help, help me out I, here. I got you. So like you have all these animals and there's all these different types of animals. Like you got pigs, cattle and all this stuff. And they have judges that come to these county fairs from like all around, but it's got, it's got to be kind of far away. So they're not biased. But anyway, they're judging on their like bone structure and all of their like good body parts. So lots of people will spend like lots of money on a specially bred pig that has like all of these nice structures that a judge will like. So just is the so majority that they will of that not just like genetics. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is genetics. Like people, like, like that's what people do. They they breed these two pigs together, and then they just make this like freaking. You got genetically modified. You got cool this genetically pig. modified blockbuster pig. Yeah, and people like, are. This guy is awesome. People are spending like thousands. They spend thousands. And so the coolest looking pig. It was the gets award. the award. And like there's so like pretty much you go into a, a ring though. It's a ring. And, like, you show around your, like, pigs with a whip. And you can, like, hit their snouts which way you want them to go. And you always, like, there's certain ways this of showing. This is a whole new world, every, dude. There's certain ways of showing every animal. Sheeps is a little bit different. But, like, I don't know. And, there's and like, there's also an award for showmanship, which is how good you show. And there's awards for that, which is. I think I just got to come to one of these events, dude. Yeah, this, dude. this sounds interesting. Hey, next summer, 4-H is where it's at. I'll be there, Ryan. Support, support All me. All right. So this is kind of an interesting question. Do you think showing animals is kind of similar to like bodybuilding competitions. Actually, in a way, I I think yeah, because Dude, that that's what I'm because right now. for my sheep, uh, I I normally get them, I'll I'll get them in like May, and we okay. show we show these animals in July, right? Yeah. It, it depends what county fair. Yeah, yeah but you're right. Roughly around that time. Mm-hmm. So like that, how how many months is that? It's like three, four. Yeah, yeah. something like that. From that from. From the point you get that animal, you have to like walk them and like make them do exercises, basically. Yeah. To you gotta do a lot of work with them if you want to win. This yeah. is bodybuilding. It's it's bodybuilding for animals. Yeah, seriously. So on the topic of bodybuilding, um, we can go ahead and get started on our topic today. So, the way I met Henry, we we've gone to school for together for the past couple of years, but um, me and him both shared the gym as a pretty you know prevalent mm-hmm. hobby in both of our lives, and so that's how I really got to know him and meet him. So I, you know, the reason I invited him on today is because I wanted to get a conversation about lifting for mm. our listeners. So 
that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, our, my first question to get this started, how long have you seriously been working out? So I actually started lifting freshman year just for sports. Mm. So just And wait. you played basketball? I played basketball and I ran track freshman year. Oh, I don't know. You ran track, right. Yeah. So I started doing that for sports, obviously. Mm-hmm. And sophomore year, I had double knee surgery. Mm. So I wasn't able to do the, like the normal workouts, right. which everybody else was doing. Right. And I started doing like my bodybuilding. That's mm-hmm. when I got into that. So from basically starting sophomore year for, to now, so mm-hmm. two years, it's... So for the listeners that don't know, what would you say is like the biggest difference between sport specific training and bodybuilding? Yeah. So sports training is just a lot more like functional and strength Okay. and bodybuilding. It's, it's a whole different bodybuilding. You're more like targeting a specific. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And the sports training is more accustomed to whatever sport you play. I don't know. I think it's just an interesting topic Mm -hmm. for people that don't know. And like I started lifting. So you started lifting your freshman year and like I, I played football in seventh grade. So then like after the football season, they're like, Hey, come to East beast. There like there's, there's a program after school. It's called East beast. It's like strength, agility and all this stuff. Uh, led by our weights coach at East. And, uh, they're like, Hey, come over here. It's good for you. And I'm like, yeah. So then I came for about a month. And uh, at the time, in seventh grade, it was in seventh grade. In seventh grade, I probably like, saw you, dude. This is, this is pretty awesome. And I'm like, but I st- I quit going because we still had them. We still had uh, lots of stuff going on at the time. So I just quit going for about a flat year. The next year, in like eighth grade, I picked it up back around November time, and I just kept going to East Beast and uh, gradually got stronger. And then, uh, so by the time by the time kind of freshman came, I'm. I got I got a good head start and uh, that maybe you, you came into high school already being I, I was ready that I knowing was, what you're doing yeah I was knowing what I was doing and like <laughs> football it made me so much it's, it, like strength truly makes you so much of a better athlete you good, think getting, getting that stronger you think getting that jump start in middle school kind of made you maybe a better football player when you got uh, I know, I, that might be kind of a weird I, question I I think so I mean looking at looking at me sitting in the bench on my uh, seventh. Seventh grade, uh, the central year, and uh, me starting as a right tackle for Columbus's freshman team. There you yes, go. I would have to agree. There you so. go. So I know you said sports-specific training was kind of what your first experience with weight training mm-hmm. was. Um, whenever you transitioned into the bodybuilding section, what got you into doing that? So, yeah, it was, it was mainly the surgeries that caused me to get into the bodybuilding part mm-hmm. because I was still – I still had hopes that I would eventually be able to return to sports – but I did not know at that time that that would be my last time playing sports. Um, and, that, and that's something hard for, you know, an aspiring athlete to, like, deal with. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Like, I know guys in baseball specifically that had, like, an elbow surgery. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they had to play their last game without even knowing it was their last so game. So, you saying that bodybuilding was almost like a coping mechanism mm. okay. for that. Yeah. It, it kind of it allowed me to still have something to work towards. Mm-hmm. So, would you say your freshman year, like, what what were your goals with basketball, and well, ma- I, maybe track and field if that was what? Like, what were your goals? It, it was mainly basketball. My my main goal, I wanted to play college, mm-hmm. college yeah. ball. Yeah. Do you still play those sports today? No, no, no. Okay, I am double knee surgery. I am yeah, okay, my bad. Sorry, but I'm both just both surgeries failed. By the way, they did not work. Oh, oh shoot. Yeah. Well, that is. I still That's have so pain. hard for struggling athletes. Yeah. So has that. I mean, I assume that is it still a prevalent thing, like in your training today. Oh yeah, yeah. So how how has that gotten in the way, and how have you worked around it? Well, obviously, uh, 
my upper body is much more developed than <laughs> my lower body because no, I was, chest. <laughs> yeah, I was not able to work out my legs for about a year. Mm. And even, even when I could start working out, the pain was still there. It was still bad. I wasn't really able to push my legs like I was the rest of my body. Mm-hmm. So working around it now, uh, I just have to listen to my body, you know, yeah. And for listeners that are like currently in high school or athletes, like that is that is so huge because that's how a lot of guys yeah. get injured. Yeah, it's no. like, yeah. oh, it hurts a little bit. I can push through it. But like, uh-huh. I don't know. If it hurts, you just got you got to stop and you got to recover mm-hmm. so you can come back full. From straight. my perspective, that's the biggest thing you should be focusing on as a, you know, a training athlete. I actually think that's where I went wrong because yeah. uh, the pain started in eighth grade, actually. But I didn't want to I didn't want to stop mm-hmm. because that was such like a crucial time for me to make sure I like can't think of the word um i think i know what you're saying establish like my spot mm-hmm. like coming in as a freshman yeah i can't i there's no way i could sit that out and for sure so you mentioned that getting into the bodybuilding was kind of like a coping mechanism mm-hmm. for having to deal with um you know those horrible injuries what is that still kind of what's going on today like is that still why you go to the gym or no now it's just a hobby it's okay would you say it's purely just a hobby or do you think is there some sort of I mean, know, underlying I, cause and reasoning for why you go to the gym and why you're so dedicated? Yes, part of it is because it's a hobby, but also uh I've I've always been the skinny kid. It, it's pretty cliche. Like I just I no, didn't no, no. I, I didn't yeah. I didn't like yeah, yeah. how I how I looked. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it just gave me something mm-hmm. bigger to work towards. Right. Yeah, for sure. So do you still see like, you know, at, at 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 the end, whenever you get more developed, do you see like a career in this type of thing? Or do you think it's always just going to be a hobby or something to keep you healthy? That's kind of a, it's kind of like a, that's, that's a tough question because. Yeah. I've, I'm sorry. I'm giving you a lot of like as a, questions right now. For that to be a career, mm-hmm. you have to look into. Oh, you have to be so dedicated. Very yeah. dedicated. Yeah. But even if you want to win, you got to look into steroids. If, 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 if. If you want to make it a living, as a natural, uh, it, it's going to be natural meaning no steroids. No right. steroids, right? So, like, I'll t- I'll tell you right now, my grandpa was tell us. So we were we were going down to feed the cows one day, and then he told me in the truck, all right. He's like Ryan, I have a I have a story to tell you. Somehow we got on the topic of bodybuilders, and uh, he's like, so Kim, his his wife, that's like, yeah, his wife, she said, she had like a friend whose like husband was body who was a bodybuilder and he was a big bodybuilder so his diet consisted of a day he ate five steaks a day and 95 eggs so if to maintain that body to maintain his whole body he'd eat that much like see i I, I just kind of have a hard time believing that 95 95 eggs 95 i kid you not kid you not 95 eggs it, it, five steaks like R- ribeyes, like, six ounces i'd blow up if i ate 95 eggs i like that's no so carbs much is hard, food. dude. Yeah. I yes, it is. And then like steaks. I mean, okay, five steaks would be nice. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, and like you you'd see all of his and like he'd see all of his like kids' plates and they were like all tiny and then you have this massive like platter massive. of food and it yeah. was it was wild. You haven't had any five steaks a day, ninety five eggs a day kinda diet, have you? No, actually I struggle eating, so I <laughs> I don't think it, yeah. that it would work yeah, out for me very well. <laughs> so Coming back to the topic on, um, you know, performance-enhancing drugs like steroids or uh, testosterone, stuff like that, what's your opinion on the kind of culture that's around that today? Because I feel like it's become pretty normalized. And Yeah, it's 
it's almost a joke at this point way too normalized it's Mm -hmm. joked about a lot Mm -hmm. which leads kids uh to believe that it's something like okay to do it's a lot more serious than people think Mm -hmm. i can't i can't think of any examples right now of people that i know um or people that i've seen i I don't I, i don't know anyone specifically but i just know that the culture around um you know these performance enhancing drugs this should become I, I almost think it's like an issue at this point mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of the stem for you know whatever the problem is with the fitness industry right now which i do want to talk to you about but we'll get to that in a second um i do want to ask you with your experience with um you know weight training and bodybuilding what kind of rewards have you gotten out of weight training and bodybuilding basically like benefits yeah from, benefits well not only physical i mean obviously you're gonna make yeah you're gonna make progress you're gonna get bigger but from that you gain confidence in yourself you know you kind of right might look at yourself better um so i mean that that's that's just your personal experience but you know if you had to if you were to try and convince someone maybe like ryan's age who hasn't you know picked up a single barbell before if there was one thing you had to convince them in terms of rewards Mm. they get out of it what would the biggest thing be I mean, just mentally, like, and physically. Um, physically being... Obviously, you're going to, like, honestly, look stronger like, and be... Obviously, you know, yeah, you're going to you're gonna get stronger. Mm-hmm. You're going to be less prone to injury, especially as an athlete. Yeah. Um, and mentally, you know, just the confidence that comes from it. And uh, just feeling accomplished, knowing that you are working right. towards something. Right. I saw I saw a clip earlier today. Um, I can't remember. It was on a podcast. It might, it might have been Joe Rogan, actually. Um, he was talking about like the literal definition of testosterone is just, you know, enjoying the effort that you put in. Mm. And so I think when a lot of people look at the gym today or maybe older people that aren't really experienced with the gym, they think of the gym as something that you like have to do. And I don't know, me personally, I want people to just kind of get that image out of their brains. Like I think the gym is such a rewarding thing and just exercise in general, it could be running, cardio, Mm -hmm. weightlifting bodybuilding strength anything like that like you are going to feel better after putting in more effort and i think that's kind of what's you know pushed over today is people don't look at that um because i mean personally with me that's that's what keeps me coming back is like before the workout i might not be feeling the best but every Mm -hmm. time after the workout i'm like you know i'm really glad i pushed myself today exercise and stuff and all that like in my opinion there's almost no negatives to like it's just it's pretty much just all positives for your body, for your mind. Like it strengthens you as a whole person in full. I mean, the only negative for me would be like, I couldn't eat what I like. If I if I wanted to like be a bodybuilder, I wouldn't be able to eat like Haribo gummy bears. Right. I'm but a, I'm a big Haribo gummy bears guy. So many the chips, you know. Yeah, and like I'd have to cut out the chips. I'd, you can't have that six inch like, sub. Exactly. That <laughs> six inch subway. We'd have to cut out all that stuff. But like still, I mean just. Like, you gain all that stuff from, like, working out. You gain all that confidence. And, like, mm-hmm. you even gain, I don't know, like, for me, if I ever wanted to go to a gym, I'd want all my buddies there. I'd want it to be kind of a brotherhood where we all motivate each other. And, like, it's just, like, a whole, like, encouraging party of all of us. Just It's just, a, it's, like, a nice thing to do with your brothers. And I think that's kind of where you find yourself in the weights class at Columbus East. Yes. And I'm, I'm sure Columbus North as Same well. Same thing with it's, like the football team and all that yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Um, you know, for any younger kids that might be listening to this, I think that there's so much potential with getting into athletics and weights class. Even if you don't play a sport, like there's 
so much to gain from just getting in that class for an hour and you know getting your heart rate up you know even outside of weights class i think it's something that shouldn't be looked down upon as something you have to do but something that you enjoy to do yeah you you can get to a point where you enjoy doing it and that for me personally that's what keeps me coming back is that like i just i enjoy it too much yeah so i want to come back to um you know the current fitness fitness industry and what's kind of surrounding it right now and i wanted to get your thoughts on if you think the fitness industry is kind of heading in the right direction or not there's there's a lot of positives but also a lot of negatives Mm -hmm. uh with it being so popular now i mean there's way more kids teenagers getting in the gym now which is awesome yeah yeah it's great i mean they they see all these guys on tiktok Mm -hmm. you know yeah great physiques whatever and it inspires them to yeah do that as well but the fitness industry today has like very little to none transparency yeah when it comes to yeah i totally agree like steroid use Mm -hmm. and it kind of leads some of these kids astray and you see some of these guys and i think you know tiktok is such a big part of this because this is where you're seeing all the bodybuilding Mm -hmm. you know strength content um you know you're right there's there's little to no transparency like you'll you can see these guys that are obviously shredded and you'll think, okay, well, he told me to do this workout, and so I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah, it's some bogus workout. And, and the reality is, like, he was just using performance-enhancing drugs. Like, and I don't know. I I think, in my opinion, I think that there's a lot to that could be done for the fitness industry right now, and a lot of that has to do with like the influencers and the mm-hmm. popular people. Yeah. And like, yeah, say and like my dad. Uh, I, I've actually had this conversation kind of multiple times with my dad, but like, as a high schooler, my dad. He started, like, lifting his junior and senior year pretty much only. And, like, it's just you're, like, Henry, what, what you said, it has grown up so big. It's, like, now they have weights classes and stuff like that. And, like, my dad, there wasn't even a weights class. It was just – it was pretty much just PE. And, like, they had these after-school open gyms, which was literally just you can you could go in the weight room for, like, maybe two hours after school, and that's it. And, like, there was no instructor there. It's just, like, you guys, all these high schoolers just – kind of just go in there and they can do whatever mm-hmm. but it was about a sixth of the size of it at, than what it is now yeah and like it was super tiny it was this my dad described it as this little concrete room that just had some bar some like benches and barbells in there a couple uh pull down like machines and stuff like that like he was like nobody was really like sh- super shredded unless you mm-hmm. went to the gym outside because you couldn't really do any of that stuff inside of school and it wasn't nearly as important to get that strong as it is today, I guess, in sports. Because, like, that's just, right. they just didn't do that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, kids have so many resources today. Like, mm-hmm. I think your mom would much rather buy you a, you know, gym membership than, like, the new Call of Duty yeah. at this point. Yes. And, I, you know, I think kids getting involved with that and getting excited about going to the gym because of the fitness industry is important. But I also think, you know, picking and choosing the right people to listen to is so important as well and that really boils down to like you yourself as the you know intaker of all this media it's just something that i'm passionate about and you know i hate seeing these influencers getting like so many so much attention for Mm -hmm. something that's really going to harm you know their audience which a majority of the time is still young and like naive 14 year olds that are going to go into the gym like hurt themselves because they saw some Roy busted out guy doing it. But um, 
you know, transitioning into that, coming back to your journey, you know, getting into the gym and stuff like that. Do you notice any distinct parallels between your journey in bodybuilding and your journey, um, you know, building your relationship with Christ? Yeah, there's, there's a few things, uh, you know, they, they go hand in hand and mm-hmm. there's also some, sim- like some similarities between the two similarities, similarities. There you go. Um, so first off, I just want to start off by saying, uh, building your relationship with Christ. So like training spiritually, mm-hmm. let's say is just as important as, um, you know, training your body, body physically. Right. Well, no, sure. it's a lot more important. Yeah. Um, they both need to be trained frequently. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the way I always saw it is like, I can't, I can't stand when people, you know, especially these younger kids, they go to the gym for like one day and they look in the mirror, they don't see any results and they come in the next day and they don't see any results. They come in the next day, don't see any results. Mm-hmm. And then after a week of doing that and not seeing any progress, they say, okay, well, this obviously has no point to it. I'm going to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think there are many similarities between that and, you know, your relationship with Christ and building your faith. You know, you can pray one night, not really feel anything, like not really feel yourself being connected to it. You pray the next night, nothing really happens. You know, you keep doing that for a week and you still don't feel any sort of like connection. And so I think that's the biggest parallel that I see between them, those two things. But I think, you know, people to understand that it, I really encourage people to take, you know, your relationship with Christ as seriously as you would take something like going to the gym. And like on Instagram reels, whenever I see like a Christian reel, I'd say a good one sixth of the time I see a Christian reel, it's them in the gym. And it's like a, like an encouraging something to keep on going and stuff. Right. And you know, I think like going like the gym and all that stuff strengthens your relationship with Christ because I believe when you're committed to something else, it makes it easier to commit to many, like to commit to some, like, yeah, it's, it's, to, it's yes. like the, it's like the discipline that you get yes. and earn right. from the yeah, gym. Right. Like it's like switching up lifestyles and stuff. And then, you know, if you were just like a lazy, like a lazy bum your whole life and you never like got into Christ and you never got into your Bible, it's like doing something else motivates you to do this also i like i've had that personal experience it's like just switching up my whole entire lifestyle will help me like get into more into god because that's when i need him more than ever Mm -hmm. in my activities right honestly like this is going to sound really cliche but i think understanding what the point of the gym was and like exercise kind of maybe understand what i should really be you know putting in whenever i think about like my relationship with christ so um, this summer I went on the Alaska mission trip through St. Peter's and before then I had been lifting for about like a year seriously and I was pretty dedicated and committed to it. And then we spent those seven days in Alaska where I didn't really have any resources to go to the gym. Um, and I kind of realized that like something in my life felt missing without that. So I translated that to, you know, my faith and what I should be believing in day to day. And I'm like, if, the absence of the gym in my life is making me feel this way. Like, what does that say about my faith in terms of my faith? Before that I had taken like three months of rest days, which would have just eliminated any Mm -hmm. progress I had made before. So from that point forward, when I realized like the potential you have with, you know, moving forward in your life with Christ, um, you know, you can't just 
be about it for a week and then forget about it because you didn't see anything. Like it's something you have to be committed to, have to be dedicated to, and that also relates to you know going to the gym and exercising. Yeah, it's like you're not going to be able to build a physique if you're only going to the gym once a week. Right. And it's the exact same thing for yeah on, on your walk with Christ. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't just give time to him one day out of the week like Sunday yeah. going to church. Exactly. You know, you need to be thinking about that throughout the week. You need to be getting in your word. Right. Praying constantly. Mhm. So I had kind of mentioned like how my fitness journey kind of helped me with my walk with Christ. Can you give me any details about like how your fitness journey may have done that? Or do you think they were pretty separated? Uh, I feel like mine were pretty separated. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was your journey with like, did you always grow up in a cri- like always yeah, grow up in a I church always, household? Yeah. So ever since I was a little kid, mm-hmm. I was always in church with my family. Right. But I want to say, like, my walk with Christ didn't actually start until a couple of years ago. You've just been kind of going. I didn't, I, I didn't have that personal relationship with God. Yeah. That, that was something that just kind of gradually happened over time. I, t- I totally feel that. It's like you were kind of just going through the motions without kind of, like, really, like, really committing to it. Like, I'm sure you guys went to church, uh, for the most part, regularly and stuff like that. And it's just like, uh, we had a talk one time. It's like, there's a difference between attending church and uh participating in church and like like that's kind of that's kind of what i've like we had a me and my family Mm kind of had a big conversation about that one time and uh like that's just kind of how it goes i kind of i kind of noticed that with my walk in christ is that i you know my mom was always very like always made sure i was in you know nice clothes on sunday at my church yes i went every sunday every easter she had me do like the christmas plays and stuff like that. All the stuff that you would think would have me, you know, totally bought in to this idea. But, you know, that really wasn't the case because I hadn't put any of my own effort in. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, thinking about that, whenever I did start to put my own effort in, I really realized, like, what this meant to me, at least. And, like, what this meant to everyone this whole time. Like, I, I was missing out on it mm-hmm. at that point. And so once I started to put my own effort in, I kind of saw, you know, what the goal was and what I really can get out of this. And so with that, I feel like that also kind of relates back to a journey with weightlifting and like getting into the gym. Like I see one of my buddies had his dad bring him to the gym for like two years straight. And once again, he just kind of went through the motions kind of, Oh, I showed up. No, I did a couple curls, whatever. And then it's one day where his dad couldn't take him, but he still wanted to go that he really saw what dedication and effort can give you mm-hmm. not only a weightlifting, not only in your walk with Christ, but you know, anything that takes dedication and discipline. What's your, what's your favorite muscle group to hit? Favorite muscle <laughs> group to hit? Uh, definitely chest. Yes. Yeah. Chest. That's mine too. You know, I kind of go reverse of the muscle chest. I'm more like, the, like what? feet. I like to like, you know, the feet. Did you feet? just say the feet? No, 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 no. Calm down. I'm saying like, not the feet. My favorite muscle group is the legs. You feel me? The because I love leg day. Like, you get me on that back squat, oh, baby. I love back. It's just because I can lift when so I, when much more. When I was more. a freshman, I liked back squat, too. It's just because I can lift so much more. And it's just like my bench compared to my back squat 
is like significantly there's a massive difference. That's the same so with like, all freshmen, dude. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have that one time they get in weights and they're gonna be like, Wow, I've never benched this much before and from then on out, you're gonna love it bench yeah, so much. Yeah. I, I promise I know. you it happens to everybody. Me 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 and Henry. Right. All right. Well that is all we got for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in. This was arguably the best podcast. This is Carson and Ryan signing off.